Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Here we are again, folks. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in. You guys are so fantastic. I love you so much. I can't believe where we're at and how many people we're reaching. And it's just been wonderful. And I got to get a shout out to our sponsors, Siegfried and Jensen, Wasatch Recovery, iHill Institute, and uh, Living Addiction Recoveries. And then we have a few uh, sponsors that didn't want to be mentioned. They just said uh, they love the cause and they wanted to pitch in and help. And I just want to thank them as well. They know who they are. And, and uh, again, thanks for everyone tuning in. And today you guys are in for a treat. We're, uh, we're joined by Kelly Owen. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And, and you're coming live from Georgia, right? Is that correct? Yes. From Ackworth, Georgia. Ackworth, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> And I can, and I can hear your accent. It's, it's beautiful. And it's awesome. I don't have and, an accent. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do, but you know, I'm, I'm out here in Utah. So that's probably why it sounds, I can hear it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, a little background on Kelly and there's so much to say here, but she's a school counselor. She's a PhD candidate. She's a mother of four. She's a military wife married to her sweetheart. And, uh, you know, met, they met, I think at 15 or 16 years old, running a marathon and, um, his name's Abe. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So, and uh, you're a runner, you, you know, you get up at four 30 in the morning when you have the time, I know you're really busy at this point, but, uh, she runs, uh, she's a Georgia peach through and through, <laughs> um, her husband is a black Hawk helicopter pilot, which that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, and again, she loves to learn, uh, so she can help children find happiness and hope. And, um, after you received your master's degree, you received an award, uh, the outstanding future counselor award, which is so cool. And I mean, the list goes on and again, thank you, Kelly, for taking time to be with us today. Thank you. Yep. So the first question I have for you, I want to just, I mean, why do you love learning so much? I mean, you've got so many like, uh, licensures and certificates. I mean, the list goes so long, I couldn't read them all, but why do you love learning so much? Um, well, you know, I, I think I'm easily excited. <laughs> I, if I could, I would like, if I had enough time, I would probably dive into everything. So I'm having to like pick and choose what I right. really would like to focus on. Um, I've always been, um, my mom might call me nosy. Um, <laughs> I might reframe it and say curious, but I'm, I'm very just interested in people and, um, helping really just helping people. Um, and learning what can I do to help people. And I believe, um, you know, education really is the difference between um, wishing you could help somebody and then knowing exactly how to help somebody. Ooh, and it's that. empowering to know exactly what to do to help somebody who's struggling. And so mm -hmm. that's where counseling has really appealed to me because it's given me the tools I needed to really help those kids and just even other adults who are struggling. So. Wow, we need more people like you. I, I love what you said there, very beautifully said. Well, why don't we start with like, where did you grow up? Tell us a little bit about your, about your childhood. Okay. So I grew up 10 minutes down the road, <laughs> as did my parents and my grandparents and my great grandparents. But we, we have been 
Um, it's interesting to look back at my family history because they have lived within a 30 mile radius back to the 1700s. So wow, that's amazing. I, I stay put in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I grew up with, um, my dad was a, com a commercial construction. He was always building stadiums and traveling. And my mom was a school teacher, special education. Um, oh, wow. so, and I have a sister that's 17 months older than me. And, okay. um, we both just followed in my mom's footsteps, um, went into education too. Um, my, I grew up right here. I mean, in Georgia. So my parents did divorce when I was, I believe, eight. Okay. Um, and that's a marker for me because I just remember afterwards, um, just, I don't know, always music blaring. She always played 60s music in the house and it okay. was just a light and we'd go out to eat all the time. And um, it was just happy memories growing up. Um, I didn't realize that... Um, I didn't realize that I came from a quote dysfunctional family. I just thought we were having a great time and I got to see my dad on the weekends and he was yeah. more present because he didn't get to see us as often. So, but yeah. 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 And if you know, and, and I love what you said there, because, you know, as kids, I mean, I think it'd be great if we, we thought like kids all the time because they just like, oh, hey, you know, I didn't realize we're dysfunctional. Uh, everything right. seems great. I'm happy. You know, my parents treat me well and and it just sounded like, you know, even though that divorce had to have been hard on the family, but it sounds like you guys made the best of it. I'm sure it was way harder on my mom and my dad than it was yeah. on the eight-year-old. But I do vividly remember telling people my parents were divorced and not thinking about it. And they, even to this day, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> There's no more yelling. My mom's happier. My dad's happier. Yeah. Um, and my parents did a wonderful, wonderful job of divorcing. Like they should be the model, the model of how to be divorced. Yeah. So wow. even they just act like brothers and sisters. They have a common love of my sister and I, we have always felt loved from them. Um, and even when like my dad's mom, my grandmother passed away, my mom was right there with us and every part of it. So, oh, um, wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you know, you, a lot of people I'm sure, like you were saying, come up to you and say, I'm so sorry to hear that you went through that. And you're like, what? It was a great experience. Right. You know? Yeah. For, as a kid, it was, I mean, it's not picture perfect roses sure. all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, I think it was a great choice and probably better for us, a better environment for us after the divorce than prior to. So. So when you were a kid, did, were you really into learning even then? Did you love going to school? Did you love learning new subjects or, you know, what, what, how were you as a child? Um, I have always been a straight A student. Mm. Um, my sister is naturally just very gifted, borderline genius. But yeah, I think really um, I've always been a curious person and really just motivated and, and easily excitable to help do what my passions are. So, yeah. So you also, you, you played softball, you had a love for softball. Is that correct? I did. I grew up playing softball. So yeah. Was that something that your parents kind of pushed you into, or was it just something you decided to sign up one day and play it or my mom, you know, when we were younger, she tried us in all different sports and I gravitated towards softball. I, um, I was the pitcher. I was really good at pitching. Oh, wow. I'm pretty decent at cornhole because of, I mean, I was slow pitch. So it was like, yeah. um, yeah. So I played softball and that was, you know, my friends all played softball and, um, 
it was definitely a social thing as well. So, so what were some of the, you know, maybe, a, I mean, I know this is a big question, but what was maybe one of the big things you learned by playing softball, like that helped you in your life? Do you think? Oh, so, um, I was the pitcher. And so, you know, there's a lot of pressure when you're the pitcher, especially yeah. when like <laughs> the game is tied, there's like two balls or three balls and two strikes. Yeah, I really learned how to tune out the distractions and just take deep breaths and focus on that one objective, such as pitching a strike. Um, right. Okay. So it's funny because we always would say like, just focus, you know, that was kind of <laughs> my thing growing up, just focus, but it's really just helped me even through the years to just really, I can really tune in to that one thing and I will do it really well. Okay. So, well, and you definitely are a very focused person just based on the stuff that you are doing now. And it sounds like when you set your mind to something, you do it. <laughs> yes, which cannot always be a good thing. You can ask my husband. <laughs> it can be hard to be married to. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, so speaking of Abe, you met him yeah. when you were 15. Is that correct? Yeah, we did. We met in high school. So talk about that and talk about, I mean, just you know, I know you guys, you know, obviously met then and you had these thoughts of, I hope this is my future husband. And no, um, not at the time, not, not at, at the time. Okay. No, we, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Cause, um, my best friend said she discovered this new cute boy. I mean, we were sophomores in high school <laughs> and I was like, Oh my goodness. So we went to go, you know, spy and see who she was talking about. And um, that was the first time I had, I was like, she said his name is A, but I was like, that's an odd name. Okay. And I could not <laughs> for the life of me remember his name. <laughs> and so, um, oh, but, and I was like, yeah, he's okay. He's fine. So we went to go meet and talk to them. We really became just best friends at that point. It was not okay. a love at first sight. Um, he was a great guy, but it was just right. really a, a friendship developed more than anything. We ended up dating our senior year of high school, but we're okay. So that's when it clicked for every, yeah, for that. okay. Definitely not. Um, I saw him as a friend before anything. And when he, um, and I knew he liked me, but I was just like, Nope, you are like friend zone. <laughs> so yeah. So you started dating your senior year. And then I know, um, he ends up going, did, did he go on a mission right after that senior year? Yeah, he did. He went on a mission to Brazil. To Brazil. And so you, yeah. um, uh, you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but you haven't always been a member. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. I grew so, up going to First Baptist Church of Petter Springs with all my friends. So. Okay. So there's a story that I thought that you shared um, with me that was, I thought, really amazing. So um, I think it was, uh, you're sending him, he's going on to his mission yeah. And you got stuck in an airport or something. Will you tell us that story? Yes. Okay. So, um, you know, we never, even dating in high school, we never really talked about the church because it got kind of contention filled. So we're like, <laughs> let's just not even talk about it. Right. Um, but he, so I went away to a college about an hour away from my house and he was preparing to go on a mission and, um, he, you know, was leaving for this mission and I was like, just like, whoa, 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 wait, you're like my person. Where are you going? Yeah. Why are you leaving? <laughs> why are you leaving? Um, he, and I remember feeling a little offended. He did not ask me to wait for him. I'm like, I will wait for you. Why didn't you ask me? And right. <laughs> he was like, Oh, I didn't even, I didn't think you would. So, um, he left for Salt Lake city to the MTC 
And at this point in time, the church would only allow like snail mail, like handwritten letters. Yeah, right. And so in one of his letters, and of course, I was just this heartbroken teenager and like, you know, writing letters every day. Yeah. But in one of his letters to me, he said that um, he had a layover in Chicago and it was going to be this like four hour layover. I was like, oh, my goodness. So. I asked my dad if he, if there's any way he could just fly me and my mom, which was his ex-wife, um, right. to Chicago to see Abe. And my whole family loves Abe more than me. Right. They always have, <laughs> right? It's frustrating sometimes. So he flew me up. He flew my mom and I up to Chicago and, um, we accidentally went to the wrong airport. There, apparently there's two airports in yeah. Chicago. We went to the little airport. Oh no. <laughs> kind of dangerous. Um, so we jumped in a taxi cab, went to the international airport O'Hare and um, waited and waited and his flight was delayed mm. and delayed and delayed. And so oh, no. at this point in time, like I'm not going to be able to see him before he leaves to go to Brazil for two years. And so um, he eventually his flight comes in and it literally gives him like 10 minutes before connecting. And I was just, just devastated because I thought we would yeah. have four hours together. Yeah. He yeah. has no idea I'm coming. This is so against mission <laughs> rules. Like right. he has no idea. I didn't know I was not supposed to go like, you know, so, um, he gets off, you know, the terminal and at this time, this is prior to nine 11. So we yeah. could go all the way and watch them, um, you know, get off the flight. So yeah, he gets off and I'm like, Abe, oh, Abe. <laughs> like running and hugging. And my mom is so Abe, like so excited. He's there. <laughs> um, and we ended up just, we only had 10 minutes to talk and he, um, and it, I mean, he gave me a book of Mormon at that time. And yeah. he was like, I know, I know he's like, I promise you I'll never ask you this again. If you don't mind, just read it one time. And I'll never ask you to do this again. He's like, you can ask my parents any questions you have. And I'm like halfway irritated. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. Give me the book. <laughs> <laughs> like, so um, anyways, and then, so then we just like had to say goodbye just like that. And we hugged and we were crying and people were crying and it kind of made a scene because he was leaving for two years and I didn't know, yeah. you know, when you're like 19, you don't really know. Two years is a long time. For sure. So yeah. So then he left and that was that. <laughs> so what did you do when, you know, cause you were kind of bugged that he gave you this book of Mormon. Well, oh yes. You know. There's actually a whole nother story behind that. <laughs> yeah. That's where I, yeah. I'd love you yeah, to share okay. that if you're okay with sharing that. <laughs> so because we had, because his flight was delayed, we end up missing our returning flight to Atlanta. And I begged my mom, I was like, please don't make me leave without seeing him. So she gave in and we missed our connect our flight home so that I could see him for 10 minutes. Um, so we're stranded in the airport in um, Chicago. This is before, I, I don't think we had a cell phone at the time. Okay. So yeah. we ended up just taking a taxi cab, which was a very scary experience. My mom and I sat in the corner of the taxi cab. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure like it was just <laughs> not, um, did not feel comfortable for us. So um, ended up finding a hotel, asking my dad to wire money to give us one night in a hotel. Mm -hmm. But I do remember I had this book of Mormon and I'm, um, I was just reading the, the title page because there's nothing else to do. We're stranded. I was like, Oh, oh. mom. I was like, 
did you know Joseph Smith didn't actually write this? Huh, he translated it. I was like, I didn't know that. But so anyways, I ended up just kind of browsing through it and I ended up, I mean, do you want me to go into details about yes, if you're okay? Yeah. If you don't yeah, mind, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I ended up coming back home and just, I promised him I would read it. I was heartbroken. So I, I did, I read it and I, um, I mean, I, I studied it and, and it's funny that I actually really studied it. I've made a massive note. I took notes. I knew I believed in Jesus Christ. Right, I knew right. I believed in God. I had no idea about the book of Mormon, but I knew that if I kept praying, then I would know, you know, if I believed it was true or not. So, um, I investigated the church for a year and a half. I, my notebooks upstairs to this day, it's the big thick notebook. I took notes yeah. on everything. I wow. studied the 12 tribes of Israel. I studied like patterns of how God speaks to prophets and patterns of prophets and patterns of scripture. And I really probably overly studied, but <laughs> I guess there's a pattern in my life that I'm just now realizing. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like this is what you do. <laughs> this is what I do. So I ended up joining the church. Um, maybe a year and a half later, my husband was still on his mission when his brother baptized me. So, and he was still on his mission. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he had to have been just blown away. I would imagine. I guess so. I think I, I don't even know. He was probably like, what is she doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, Oh, wow. I love that. And I know, um, you know, that's obviously opened up the door that, uh, I think at that point, did you think you'd be marrying Abe? Did you think that that's what was going to happen? See, I didn't know. I really had no idea. I didn't know how things were going to work out when he got back. It was just, you know, it's such a weird time in your life. You really don't know. Yeah. Um, and I ended up, it's weird because after I joined the church, I started dating, which I was not planning on doing, but um, <laughs> it just happened. And um, yeah. And he, when he got back, we were just friends for a while because there was so much pressure on us to date. Yeah. And it was kind of like, whoa, like let's, so we were just friends for all, but I did not know. I rem I did used to pray all the time. Like if I can't marry Abe, help me to find somebody exactly like him, like <laughs> just like him, exactly like him. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, that's an awesome story. And it's, it's amazing how that just played out and here you are married. Now you have four ch beautiful children. Yeah, and, kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. So, um, shifting gears just a little bit, you know, you're now you, you're a school counselor and you're working on getting your PhD which is no easy task, obviously. Right. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think you, yeah, no, you're good. That's just being honest. So I, hard. Well, I know you're a runner and you usually get up yeah. at four 30, but I think you took a few months off of that even right. To just I did. to dive into what you're doing. I did. I, um, I running, I realized since then, since I've taken out, it's for mental health for me personally, like it yeah. calms my anxiety, but I was under a very tight deadline to get my first chapter first three chapters in by November to have a chance of graduating within okay. the next year. And so I was staying, you know, working all day and writing till one o'clock at night and getting wow. up early and doing it again. And it was, um, it was hard. It was not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about, I mean, you're, you're currently a school counselor. Is that correct? Yes, I am at an elementary school. At an elementary, which is awesome. Yeah. So talk about <laughs> what, you know, talk about maybe some experiences that you've learned there and why do you love that so much again? I know we, we touched on that in the very beginning a little bit, but I think it would be good for our listeners to understand 
why that means so much to you. And then what do you do to, I mean, how good does it feel to see a, a child learn to find some happiness and hope in their life? Oh yeah. So I <laughs> love kids. First of all, like they are my people. They, every morning when I'm at school, I'm like, I totally get paid to do this. Like what a great, <laughs> like I have kids coming up and telling me they, my like you look fabulous I'm like a little kindergartner telling me I, look fabulous. <laughs> so I, I get paid to do this this is great you're like this is great yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so that's the that's the positive side of the job I love kids and I love helping kids to be happy I think you know just um growing up you know I think we all go through some things where like it would have been nice to have somebody just to help, you know, yeah. help be there for you or show you how to do this, or just give you a little, give you a smile in the mornings or say your name. And so I love that I have the chance to be able to be a part of that. Um, and you asked, what have I learned? Yeah. I learned so much by being a school counselor. Um, I'm naturally a people pleaser, which is not always a good thing, right? <laughs> but I fiercely love kids. And I have learned that when you're doing what's best for children, not everybody's going to like you. And that is mm. okay. Wow. And so that has really just for me has been freeing because I can really just kind of like softball, just focus on I'm yeah. going to help this child. And, um, and, you know, that's okay. Not everybody has to like what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest takeaway I've had from becoming a school counselor is that um, more than anything, more than anything I can say, more than any intervention I can give, the most important thing is that relationship with the child. Mm. And if that relationship is strong and solid, then um, then change is going to happen. They're going to hear what you have to say. They're going to everything else will work out if that relationship is strong. And so I've learned um and really it's filtered in through the rest of my life too. Like relationships really are so powerful. Yeah. Well, and you're really good at that, obviously, not just because you're social and you love, you know, talking and that kind of thing. But again, I think you obviously have a passion to help, help these kids. And I would imagine that's what they feel from you. Like I they, so. and they yeah. Feel, yeah. And they feel safe around you. And like you said, that helps build that relationship. And they probably feel comfortable at that point to share what they're struggling with. Is that, what do you think about that? That's absolutely what I would hope. And there's definitely, um, you know, it's it, not everybody feels that, so, you know, younger kids, it's like an instant connection. They're just easier. But when you get um, older boys or older, you know, kids who are a little more self-conscious and why am I talking to a counselor? And <laughs> it is a little more challenging to um develop those relationships but definitely just time and really just having this um you know unconditional positive positive regard towards everybody you could just really just make those connections and really just hear them and it can be powerful it can be you know as a school counselor you hear some really hard things i mean yeah, i love yeah. my job but it's not all sunshine and roses we, yeah i I've heard and seen more things since I've been a school counselor than I ever even imagined I would. And they're really hard things. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that, to see someone who's struggling so much, find some happiness or find some hope. It's just, um, there's not really words to describe that. Yeah. Wow. That is beautiful. You know, 
and this is just a thought, you know, you, you went through some things as a child that we talked about, you know, your parents divorced and, and, you know, you look at it as it was a good experience. It, it wasn't perfect by any stretch, but do you try to help your students or your, you know, your, these kids look at what they're going through and try to see the good out of it? Is that one of the things that you approach them with? Always. I mean, not always truly validating that what you're going through is hard is powerful. Yeah. Like, it's not all amazing and easy. It is hard. It's really hard, but it's not hard forever. And right. mm-hmm. you can get through anything and it, and it helps you, you know, sometimes going through something so hard, it just helps you to be a better person. It helps you to connect with people. And, um, yeah, so I, and I, you know, I don't always tell kids that I'm a child of divorce because sometimes it's just not needed. You know, you have to kind yeah. of pick where you self-disclose it is very powerful when kids see um you know that oh i'm not the only one who's going through this like oh like you're going through that too like it truly gives them a sense of normalcy and hope when they see that they're not the only one going through this hard thing yeah that's definitely helpful knowing that you're not alone and you know the, the people i counsel and coach you know most of them are going through some type of an addiction but it's kind of the same thing as they just need to know that there someone's been there as well and they made it through it somehow and I'm not alone. So I love that connection piece. You know, I, one of the questions I love to ask is who do you admire uh, in your life? Who's like at the top of that list? Um, well, I have to say my mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. I love it. We're, um, we think we are so much alike to the point where it is truly scary sometimes, but well, you look like twins. (laughs) Oh, we, (laughs) which sometimes I get offended because she's a lot older than me. So I'm like, wait a minute. Well, I mean, on the young side, you guys look like young sisters. Let's put it that way. Perfect. (laughs) I'm not offended anymore. I take it back. Good. (laughs) No, she, um, you know, while the divorce, my parents' divorce was fine. I can, I can only imagine how hard that was on her. Like, especially as a mom now, I can't imagine doing what she did. She went back to school as a single mom. Mm. She worked all day, went to school at night. She had babysitters watching us. I just have, and she was always happy. Like she, I don't remember her ever. Maybe she, I mean, I'm sure she wasn't always happy, but I don't remember her giving up ever. She would, um, I have vivid memories of her, um, just pacing in her room, studying and studying. Mm trying so hard to, um, you know, and this was before Google. So she legit had to study. (laughs) Yeah. Like really study. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, she had a typewriter or a word processor to type. So um, (laughs) yeah, just watching her, like not only go through something so hard, but then she went on to teach at the local university and she was a professor and she would put on a, we always laugh because we're like, Oh, she's, she's the professor now. Cause she, you know, she's this petite blonde and people wouldn't take her seriously at the university. Yeah. yeah. So she would put on a big oversized blazer and big glasses and put her hair in a bun. She's like, then they listen to what I have to say. <laughs> so, but, and we would go to class with her and um, yeah. we'd have to sit in the back and be super quiet or she'd give us the evil eye because she, she didn't have a babysitter for us at night. So we'd go to college with her twice a week. Wow. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, your mom going through that. I mean, I'm sure that that's one of the reasons why you admire her and there's many others. And she's one of the reasons why you believed you could go back to school. Is that correct? Well, yeah, she kind of showed me how to do it. I mean, it was, she's like, it's not, 
you know, it's not easy, the step, but it's doable and it's worth it. And she's always said, you know, time passes anyway, just go for it. She's like, two years from now, you'll still be in the same position, but you'll have a degree. So Ooh, say that again. That was powerful. Say that one more time. Well, I can't remember what I said. <laughs> well, you'll still be in the same position two <laughs> years pass, from now. Time yeah. passes anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah. two, three, four years from now, you're going to be in the same position, but you will have a degree. Yeah. Or, yeah. That much more. Well, the reason why that hit me. So um, just a quick side note on my, I was yeah. thinking about going back to college and I went and sat down with a counselor and I'm thinking, okay, I've got to be pretty close. And he's like, oh, you got a little over two years. And I was devastated. I'm like, and I, he could, the counselor could tell, I was like, Oh really? no, I'm done. Yeah. And he looked at me and said exactly what you just said. He goes, well, two years is going to pass no matter what. You can either two years pass and you'll be right where you're sitting right now, or yep. two years will pass and you have your degree. And right when he said that, I said, sign me up. It, awesome. it changed the whole thing. So when you said that, that hit me so hard. That's awesome. And, yeah. good, and you did it. You went back to school. Yep. Went back to school, got my degree and it took me a long time, but uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't say it. that on my, yeah. it, my degree doesn't say took a really long time. <laughs> right. And it also doesn't say that you got to be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm thank goodness on my part. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, I admire that, uh, that you're doing this. And so how much longer does, I mean, do you have with your PhD? I mean, I know you're in the thick of it right now. And what does that look like for you? Yeah. So I actually, um, I failed. <laughs> I didn't fail, but I was, you know, when I was took a few months off from running so I could meet that deadline so I could graduate in the next, you know, the next year, I um, did not work out. And so I was not able to meet the deadline despite my best efforts. Um, it was, I was absolutely devastated. It oh, rocked yeah. my world. It, I was, it was yeah. probably one of the hardest things I've ever been through, but um I'm trying, I'm getting, I'm a year out. I've done the hard work. I've written my first three chapters. Um, oh, congrats. So I'm still, I mean, I'm still in it, but it's, it's definitely been a hard thing and I'm pushed back another year now. So yeah. it is what it is, I guess. Well, again, you're focused and I'm sure you'll make that happen and get it done. And I, again, I'm really impressed of, you know, that you're doing that. And I, I'm, I'm even more impressed of just, you know, the way you carry yourself as a parent and the way you know, again, being the school counselor and helping these kids who are so young, but yet struggling with some things. And I think that's beautiful. I want to ask you, what advice could you give, you know, maybe some kids that might be listening to this? Cause I do have a big following of younger uh, kids that listen to this, believe it or not. And if they're struggling with maybe a belief that's holding them back, what advice could you give them? Um, have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always say have joy in the process and you're going to yeah, focus right. on enjoying the process and the results will just come. And that's really what I try to do. Cause when you think of like a PhD four years, that sounds horrible. But when you think about <laughs> the day-to-day -day having fun with it and making it enjoyable, it, it just takes, it shifts your brain into the, from this daunting, overwhelming task to, well, this is a fun experience that I get to do yeah, for a few right. years. And I really, I believe wholeheartedly that if you have fun, you know, Dale Carnegie's quote, um, people rare, rarely succeed unless they're having fun in what they're doing. Mm. And I truly believe I am the best counselor when I am having fun with those kids. I'm the best mom when I am having fun with my kids. And I'm a really good student when I'm having fun researching yeah. and 
I just, you do your best work when you're having fun. Wow. I love that. That's a beautiful quote. Um, you know, so what, what are your future plans, Kelly? I mean, what do you do? What do you want to do? I mean, obviously you're a very driven woman and you've got your sights set on things. What do you want to do with all this knowledge and all this learning? Obviously you're already helping kids and stuff and your own family, but what are your future plans? What do you want to do? You know, it's funny that you asked that because I have <laughs> learned in this process that my plans don't are not always God's plans and his are always better than mine. Like his <laughs> best ideas. Mine are like, and then down here and he has an idea. I'm like, Oh, that's way better. Yeah. So I have lots of ideas and I'm truly taking it a day at a time, a step at a time, a prayer at a time. Um, I, my first thing is to, I'm going to really just be a mom. (laughs) Once I graduate, I just need to take a minute and just dive in, be a mom and nothing else. Knowing my personality, that's not going to last long. Cause I'm always very excited to do, do more and learn more. I, um, I love school counseling and I, I definitely see myself staying as a school counselor because I love the children. Um, I would love to dive into private practice with play therapy. Yeah. I am a licensed professional counselor. I haven't touched it because I'm still in school getting a PhD, but, um, I could see myself doing that part-time or possibly teaching at a university part-time. I don't know. I need to, we'll just see where the wind blows. (laughs) I love that. Well, I'm going to ask you a, a, a big question here. What's what's one of the best things about being a mom? Oh, I can't even put that into words. The best I know. thing about mm-hmm. being a mom. Um, just being with them. Mm-hmm. Just, just them being with me, being with them, I guess. I mean, yeah. sure. I don't know. Just them. Well, it goes back to, I think what you said earlier, the relationship piece. Yeah. If you have that strong relationship with your children, what else do you need? I mean, it's, isn't that just perfect, right? I mean, they take my breath away. I've just, it's just been such a, an amazing experience and hard also, but just, um, yeah, just being with them. I enjoy them. Love it. Love it. I know you're a very humble person, so this is going to be another hard question for you. But what do you love most about you? Oh, that's the hardest question you've asked. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a um, tough one, but I, I think it's, I, I would love to hear what you say because I think uh, it'll be great for our listeners. I, my mom has always said this and I, I believe, I do believe this about myself. I really feel like I see people's hearts. Mm. Um, I see souls. Wow more than I see people, the exterior, um, right. wow, which is it. funny because I am very, I always have my hair done and makeup on, but I, which my <laughs> mom, but I, you know, I really believe that, um, everybody has good in them. Um, everybody is, I like to assume everybody's doing the best they can with what they have. Ooh, I love that. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just supposed to be here for each other and life is hard and life is also beautiful. And, um, yeah, yeah. I, I like to think that I see people's hearts. Wow. See, that's why I asked the question. Look how that was beautiful. Seriously. That was like, man, we all need to hear that. Thank you so much. Um, if someone's listening to you right now, Kelly, who is struggling, they're just, they're, they, they tuned into this episode. They're listening to Kelly. They're, they're in a dark place. They're just, 
not having a good time. What's some advice? You've already given some great things, but what could you tell that one person right now who's listening to you that's having a rough time? Um, I mean, I always like validate life can be hard and you have every right to be sad. Mm. You have every right to hurt and you have to get back up on your feet and you make the choice to find that happiness, to find what, what you need to, to do you, to be you. Yeah. Um, life is hard. I, we were, I was very close to my grandmother growing up. Um, and towards the end of her life, she, um, her vision deteriorated. Mm. She couldn't drive anymore. And I, I had a, a life-changing experience cleaning her toilet. Um, <laughs> of all things, right? <laughs> of all things. So she could not see. And I had gone to get her groceries one day. So I worked all day. I had young kids at the time picked them up from, you know, where they were in school and brought them. We went to go get her groceries. We had gone back. I had, I needed to use the restroom really quick. So I went to use the restroom before going home and her bathroom was gross and Mm. she had no idea because she couldn't see it. That was not my grandmother. I knew she would have been mortified had she known that her toilet was dirty. Um, cause she was always so clean growing up. And so I was like, okay. So I went and got the pine saw and I'm like, I'm going to clean her toilet before I go. Yeah. And at this point in time, I mean, at this point in the day, it was like six o'clock at night. I had been up since five 30, just working and going all day. And I just started to cry. I was exhausted. Mm. I had to go home and write a paper. I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's, this is too much. Yeah. And, um, like just taking care of her and just being a mom in school is just too much. And I remember just having this epiphany of you get to do this, get to do this. And as I'm cleaning her toilet, I don't have to clean her toilet, but I get to, because she's here with us and she, I get to do this. And I have really just used that to reframe, like, you know, when I'm working all day and driving to class at night, I don't have to go to class. I get to go to class. Whoa. What a blessing it is. And I tell you what, I would do anything in this world to clean her toilet one more time. Cause that would mean that she was with us, you know? Wow. Um, so. <laughs> Man, you're choking me up. That is amazing. And I, you know, isn't it amazing just by changing the way we see something, how it just, I mean, it changes our attitude or our outlook, we get more energy. All of a sudden you probably went home and wrote that beautiful paper. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Perception is definitely powerful. It is yeah. a powerful. Yeah. Powerful. That's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. Great advice. Um, I, I wanted to, you know, challenge us, give us a challenge, you know, maybe something that you do that makes you successful on a daily basis. Give our yeah. listeners a challenge to do. Oh, Write a gratitude journal. It's the best thing in the world. It really, really, truly will change your life. It, right. Um, I started mine in 2009 and I hate writing, <laughs> which is ironic because I have to write this dissertation. I'm definitely more math range, but I write three things, like three sentences. Sometimes I write more than that, Okay. but three things I'm grateful for. And um, there's actually a lot of research behind this. It it rewires your brain after 21 days. Yeah. And it changes how you 
perceive each day because you're constantly looking for, oh, what can I write for, write in my gratitude journal? And it changes how you, it changes you. Wow. And then um, I think you said also go eat the blizzard. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, so my, the last, I keep talking about my grandmother, the last time, you know, we, um, she couldn't see. So I had to go get her groceries once a week. Right. And so this one particular day, it was December, 2019. I went to Walmart, which I don't prefer Walmart (laughs) at all, but so I had to go to the, and I was just dreading going. So we went to Walmart and then I, she asked for Chick-fil-A and Dairy Queen. So worked all day, went to Walmart, got her groceries. Then I went to go get her Chick-fil-A and then I went to go get a blizzard and this, she only got this once a week. So this was like, her treat, <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Right. So we're sitting around her kitchen table and, um, you know, we have our Chick-fil-A and our blizzards and the kids are begging to eat their ice cream. And I'm trying to be a responsible mom. I'm like, no, we're going to do the chicken first. Yeah, and mall said, Oh, just let them babies. She, you know, very Southern accent. Let them babies eat the, eat their ice cream. Give them that blizzard. I'm like, okay, I cannot argue with Ma. Right. So we ate the blizzards first. And then we, um, we had the best time. I just have the best memories of sitting around her kitchen table, eating blizzards, doing nothing. We, I don't even know if my kids ate their chicken, to be honest, like <laughs> <laughs> they may not have. But she ended up dying a couple of days later. That was the last time we ever saw her. And wow. so she died unexpectedly. But I just, I always go back to, I'm so thankful we ate the blizzard. I'm yeah. so glad we did that. That, that was oh, the best God. last memory that we had with her. I wouldn't have chosen any other way. So. Dang, beautifully said. Thank you so much. And I love the challenge, gratitude journal. And I do believe, and I've done the studies too, that it will literally rewire your brain in, in, in 21 days you know, and I, I I love that. And, um, I can't thank you enough, Kelly, for just you being you and taking some time today. I know you're so busy with family and all the stuff you're doing. I know we've been trying to get this for a while now, so I'm just feel very honored and blessed to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I had no idea what I was getting myself into (laughs) and so fun to just talk and connect with people who also want to just really help other people. So yeah, you know, and, and again, yeah, your, your story is awesome because I think so many people can relate. I mean, everyone's been through something uh, difficult and, you know, and I just love how you just carry yourself and you just do, you're doing your best. I know you're not perfect, but you you just really are a really bright light in this world. We need more of of you. And, and I want to share this and that's why I wanted you on the show just because the way you carry yourself. So it's just been wonderful to have you on. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If someone wanted to reach out to you that's listening um, and they just have a question for you or if they want to know more about doing their PhD or they want to know how to get into counseling, what would be the best way for them to do that? Um, I have an Instagram account that I'm some kind of active on. It's called counselor on the run. Okay. I think I might follow you on there. If yep, not, I we, yep, we follow each other. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, that would probably be the best way to get in touch with me. Yeah. Just send like a, a message to you that way. Yeah. Right. I'll check right. messages on there. I'm fairly okay. active depending on what's going on. So yeah. Depending on if you're not, you know, writing a, another chapter, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. 
Well, again, uh, yeah, I, I, I just think it'd be great if, if someone had a question to reach out yeah. to you and maybe even how to be a better mom or whatever, reach out to Kelly and you guys can talk it through. But uh, again, Kelly Owen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, um, I just feel honored to know you now. And I, I, you have a beautiful family and best of luck to all that you're doing. You know? Thank you so much. This has been enjoyable. I've enjoyed right. meeting you. Thank you. Well, there you go, folks. I told you this is going to be a, a treat for all of us. Um, Kelly's amazing. Um, please reach out to her if you have a question. If you you know want to reach out to me and I can send the question to her, we can do that as well. But uh, share this with everyone you know, share it with your family. And again, thanks for always tuning in. I love you guys. And thanks to our sponsors for making this possible. Love you guys. And Kelly, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.